Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. Welcome back, or if this is your first time, welcome. So glad you're here. Now, we're working to change the narrative that women don't want to hear women on country radio. This week, we're doing that by highlighting Runaway June. They were just invited to join Carrie Underwood on her 2019 tour, and they just released a new EP. We cover a lot, including Me Too, struggles that led them here, and how not only women want to hear women, men do too. Let's get right to it. Enjoy. All right, we've got Jennifer, Naomi, and Hannah, Runaway June is joining us. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you guys are here. We're so excited to do this. Now, you guys are probably some of my, not probably, for sure, some of my favorite females in the game right now. So this is going to be really fun. Now, I want to start with experience. I know all three of you have had very different journeys leading up to where you are right now. But for right now, let's talk about your experience as a trio so far. Does it feel like you've been doing this for a long time? Yes. Yes Yes and no. I think it's it's been a whirlwind. So it's like at, at one hand, I can't believe we've been doing it for almost four years, but at the other hand, it's like feels yeah. like forever, you know? I don't yeah. Know. Also, we ha- we still are having so many new things mm-hmm. together. Like there's so many firsts for us. So we just feel new to the game all the time, which is fun. It keeps you on your toes. But yeah. uh, us collectively, we feel like we've been in a marriage a long time. We just kind of have like settled into this relationship. Yeah, that I aspect. can't imagine being without you girls now. No, yeah. it just feels like we've been together forever. <laughs> yeah. And you said so it's been weird. like four years now? Yeah. yeah. So yep. when you guys started this, it, there was already the conversation of the lack of females on the radio. Was it a kind of a scary thing to dive into to go three females or did you think about that or were you just like, this works and we're going for it? I don't think we thought about it. I mean, I know we knew that obviously that there was a lack of females, but we were just kind of concentrated on doing our own thing and making the best music that we could make. And I don't think we thought, oh, now there's three, three of us. That will be extra hard. But I think you can't worry about that stuff so much. You just got to focus on making good music and, and giving the fans good music. Yeah. Now you guys, I want to do a little real talk here because the last two singles that you guys put out, I was obsessed with. I've been a fan since day one, since you, you guys have, have been introduced. You, are, you know. You, yes. You know, I mean, girl. You have, truly. Yes. So watching you guys and seeing your songs do really well, but not reaching, I think, the full potential just yet that you guys could, it's frustrating for me as a fan and for <laughs> other people people as fans I know and I know it's got to be frustrating for you guys too but how do you stay above that and know and keep that faith that no matter what your songs you know you believe in them and there the time is going to come I feel like when you get the opportunity and you're blessed enough to tour as much as we have and we've been booked all over the country for a few years now you really kind of get outside of Nashville and this this numbers game that we all kind of get obsessed with with oh, like yeah. you know oh you know number 5 or number 1 And when you see a song like Wild West that was in the top 30, I think, and you see your fans singing it, that's the point, you know? And and then you you kind of get outside of it to where you're like, the song is still growing even when we play it out now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it's like, as you keep going, you just, you see your songs keep growing and, and maybe it didn't reach number potential, but it still feels good to see new fans and new people singing those songs back. And that's the point. That's, that's what a hit is to me is when your audience knows your music. So, you know, yeah, you can't get wrapped up in that, like, right. numbers game. Piggybacking on the numbers, um, we were writing with the songwriter that I wrote Wild West with, 
And we were like, gosh, you know, I'm sorry it, it didn't go all the way. And um, he was like, what are you sorry about? I remember having, he said he was having like one of the worst days of his life. And he was like, I'm just going to go get my car and go to a bar and like drink my sorrows away. And he's like, I got in the car and Wild West was playing. And he was like, it was the first time oh. I heard a song that I wrote on the radio. And he's like, I'm not going to a bar. I'm going right back home and I'm happy. And it was the best feeling in the world. And just little things like that just mean everything. You know, that's why that song was out there. Well, that's success. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that you guys see it that way because it's hard for a lot of people to see it that way. Yeah. You know, oh, especially yeah. because this is a business no matter mm-hmm. what. So how do people that are listening, maybe aspiring artists that are wrapped up in that numbers game, how do they find that path to just appreciate what they're doing for the fans, just the fans? I think you have to remember that's why weird. you got into it in the first place. It's like, I think yeah. a lot of the people that are strong enough to kind of make it through and and stick with it. It's like, you must be doing it because you love it. You know, you just have to remember that. I don't know. It's And for us too, it's like when you get the record deal, it kind of feels like your whole dream is this record deal and, and attaining this thing. But it's like, that's when the work really, really starts. And so it's easy yeah. to kind of lose, lose sight of why you wanted this thing in the first place. So mm-hmm. you just have to stick with it and just love doing it and be true to like who you are as an artist too. Because I feel like anybody that's a true artist is they're going to find their time in some way, shape or form, you Mm-hmm. We're lucky we have each other to keep us grounded and kind of remind each other to stay in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, because these moments pass you by. And it is so easy to get wrapped up and your song being at a certain number means you're at a certain level of success. But there's so many other measures to success. Oh, gosh. So yeah. I just mm-hmm. think you got to remember that. Well, and let's talk about while we're on experience and everything, let's talk a little bit about individual experiences. Now, before you guys found each other, were there moments that you really questioned whether or not you could go on in this business? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And can you talk a little bit about maybe one that (laughs) one moment that really sticks out? Oh, I have a major moment that really sticks out. This is Jen. Um, uh, This is Jennifer. I moved to town and I really wanted to be a songwriter. That's why I moved. And so I ended up assigning a kind of an independent record deal and making a solo album. And I had really never played any of these songs live. And my manager at the time set up this huge showcase at 12th and Porter. It used to be like the biggest place oh, to yeah. play your shows. Uh-huh. And I had never sang any of the songs. They were all like Carrie Underwoodish songs, like huge, huge soaring melodies. Vocal craziness. Just, yeah, yeah, I mean, stuff I cannot do. Everyone in town came to that showcase. I remember like the news cameras were there. People were outside the door. Oh, like, waiting to get in. And I, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. First time ever playing in town or any of these songs ever. And it was just a bomb. And I remember <laughs> I I remember going home that night and just going, I can never show my face again in Nashville. Like I have to move back to California. I can never show my face again. And I just cried all night. I probably cried for like a month straight. But then I just got right back up and stayed here. I never moved back. And But that was one moment where I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. Were there a lot of people involved in that decision to get back up? Yeah, I think support systems and whatnot. Yeah, I think my family, though, really wanted me home anyway. So it was mm. tough. They're like, well, yeah, just come back to California. And I and it really, I had to be the one that was like, no, I'm going to, I moved here for this. I need to stick it out, you know? Yeah. And thank goodness you have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Naomi, <laughs> yeah. what about you? There are so many times where I wanted to quit or I felt like it wasn't going to work out, but there was a moment in time, and it's not a specific moment like what Jen has, but there was, I do remember a distinct few weeks um, that I was working three jobs and I was gigging. I was playing like 
in the like the living area in the Hyatt downtown. Oh, dang! Yeah, for tips and um, and I was also cleaning houses and nannying. So I was and and also writing songs. So Ooh. I I was going to every publisher in town. I had some publishing interest and, you know, I was just told all the time, your songs aren't quite there. Your songs aren't quite there. And I was just like, you know, I'm exhausted and I've been doing this a long time. I was taking care of my siblings. Um, my car had no AC. Girl. It, like what I didn't even have like a cranker. Like I didn't even have a key. I had like a, a, um, a wrench that would turn the thing it was like the That's whole like movie status. Console is I think completely she stole gone. this car. I think is what happened. Anyone could steal this car, but they wouldn't. You know, so I would. I would never lock it. But I remember getting back from a Hyatt gig. I only made like sixty bucks or something, and I wasn't going to be able to make my insurance payment. And I just mm-hmm. broke down in my car, and I was like, when I, I just knew that I was. I, I knew I didn't want to do anything else. Like it was in my heart to do music, but I was mm-hmm. like, am I going to be able to take care of myself doing this? And I just had the question and there's, there were so many moments of that, but I was like, you know what? I've been through a lot worse than this. And what is worse than giving up something that's the songs in my heart? Mm-hmm. I know that might sound a little cheesy, but it's, it's so true. I just could never, the thought of not doing that in some way was way more scary than, not having a car, like having my car break down to me, it was. So then, right, I mean, even when we got our record deal, I was still driving that car and still working three jobs. So before like the money kicked into where my publishing deal, so for for a few months. Oh my gosh. So you were having to like drive to meetings and stuff Mm -hmm. and you're no AC, you turned it on with the wrench. Makeup just (laughs) melting down my face, like sweaty back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I think a lot of people don't think about is like when somebody gets signed, you still have to wait for that money to come oh, through. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're still months. working like yeah. the bars. Yeah. You're still working all right. these Sometimes other jobs. It yeah. takes a few months to even get the contract. Right. right. So yeah. yeah, you're still working. And what a bizarre in between. Yes. Right. No. That yeah. is. Okay. Hannah, what about you? Was there a moment? Oh yeah. I am from Los Angeles. And so a lot of my music journey was trying to be a solo artist out there, Ooh, that's which a, is that's rough. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> especially trying to be a songwriter and a country singer out there. Yeah. It's just not happening. And, and so I'd been kind of like churning my wheels there for years and years and years, and then eventually moved to Nashville. And I just, I didn't know anybody, my fiance, my now fiance, but we were together back home. And so he was still back there. My whole family was back there. And I just like moved all the way out here by myself was just living in a little studio apartment. It's just like my whole world changed. And I went from being, I was an art teacher in California to then I was just working any jobs that I could. I was working at the Bluebird at night and at a juice shop in the morning and then nannying and teaching guitar lessons. I mean, I was just like constantly working. And and so after a couple years of doing that, I started feeling like, man, I moved all the way to Nashville. I haven't even had any opportunities come through because I'm so busy just trying to keep afloat, you know? And so my fiance and I ended up going on the uh, backpacking trip that we had always wanted to do. And so we hiked the John Muir Trail, which took about a month. And so I I was like, you know what? I quit all my jobs, drove across the country to hike this trail. And I was like, I'm going to just be able to be with my thoughts and just see what do I want to do with my life? Is this make it or break it? Like, am I going to quit and go back to California and do something else or not? And so I went on this whole like soul searching journey and then at the end of it, my fiance just kind of told me, he's like, you have to go back. We know that like you have to go back to Nashville and just try and just give it your best and just try one more time. And literally two weeks later is when when Runaway June formed after Whoa. I got back. It was 
crazy. So it was like I had this moment of I'm going to have to just give it all up, you know, and then yeah. and then it came in. It was it's almost crazy. like wild that Reese Witherspoon movie well, it's book. It's exactly yeah. like that. Our yeah. trail is, is the, the same, same trail. Yeah. So she oh, did the same the, one. Well, she did the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. And so uh, my trail is 220 miles. Hers like the PCT is like 3000 miles. And so for 175 miles, our trails are the same. So oh, pretty okay. much everything that's documented in the movie of her in, in the Sierras and stuff, that's the trail that I did. So Dang, that's cool. But it was the same the same soul-searching journey. I didn't have maybe as much baggage as she did, but, you know, still. Well, I am so glad that all of you guys stuck with it, obviously, because here we are today. And I think you guys kind of know the story behind this podcast, Women Want to Hear Women. For those that don't, it's based off this phrase that I have been told millions of times to my face, so many female artists have been told to their face, women don't want to hear women. Right. So you guys, when you hear that phrase, how do you respond? I just not true. It, it just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't hit too deep because it's just false. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. You know, and there's this, um, there is this real stigma though and this conversation around it. Like, and it's, it felt like for a long time it was being perpetuated by people who just didn't have the facts on that. Um, and, you know, that women didn't sell or women didn't buy other women. And it's just not true. So it doesn't sting deep in the sense of like, it doesn't feel true. So it's just kind of like, no, it's just not true. Mm -hmm. And plus two things go through waves. Like we grew up listening to so many iconic females and it's like at that time, women were on top of the world. The 90s were like the best. Shania, the chicks, whoever. And it's like, and men, women, everybody loved them. So it's like clearly women love women because we were inspired by all of those great women before us. And so there's... And actually there have been studies done over years and years that actually a female voice is more pleasing. That's why mm-hmm. even when, when Apple came out, that's why Siri was a female voice is that when people, men and women prefer to hear a female voice. So, I mean, even in studies, this show that people prefer hearing a woman even talking. So mm-hmm. it's just not true. Yeah. So it just kind of pisses me off a little bit. Same. Yeah, it makes, <laughs> I was going to say it does sting to me because yeah. it's not true. Like right. it's, it really stings. Cause I'm like, gosh, you know, like you were saying, we grew up listening yeah. to these iconic women. And today when you listen to the radio, we don't even have a chance to listen to women cause they're not being played as much as mm-hmm. men. And so I like give such kudos to you for doing this because mm-hmm. you're shedding light on it and you're actually giving people a chance to hear women. Right. And flat out saying women want to hear women. Yes. Like, yeah. Like a snake that. eating its own head where it's like, well, you're not playing them because they don't want to hear it. But it's like, well, we can't hear it because you're not playing it. Yeah. It's very exactly. Well, right. that is so yeah. frustrating because, yeah. you know, you can look at something and here's a little kind of shop talk, but you can look at what is, let's say your guys' song, Buy My Own Drinks. And then it's put next to a Thomas Rhett song and they're like, oh, well, maybe it's just it's not actually performing well. But then you see that that's only on, let's say, 15 stations. Right. Thomas Rhett's on right. like 150. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's not selling. No one's like, playing it. Yeah. 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 No one's heard it. So yeah. what do we need to do as an industry? What do you guys think we need to do as an industry to change this and make sure there is more female representation? Well, well I, I think people you're, like you. starting, uh, you're <laughs> yes. starting it off doing stuff like like your podcast and this and. Also, like Carrie Underwood, bringing females out on tour with her. I mean, we all, 
and men. John Party brought us on tour with him. Mm-hmm. There's amazing men out there supporting women too. So I think we just all need to band together and support great music, whether it's male, female, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Just everybody band together and, and radio and stations taking music. a chance and not being yes. afraid to just stay yeah. with Get what they know. Get outside that box, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. I mean, Smash that down because that's what even I feel in like. pop, like pop is predominantly female. It dominates, you know, and mm-hmm. people do want to hear women. They yeah. do buy that stuff. Um, Taylor Swift has an all-female tour. So it's just, it's really, again, really doing things that what you're doing, changing the phrase, women want to hear women. You know, mm-hmm. what's repeated, it becomes reality. And, um, you know, people just listen to sound bites. Like, like look at it. Yeah. Just, it's just not true. Well, mm-hmm. and so. you brought up something important, Jennifer, about how there are a lot of men who are supporting this message yeah, as well. You yeah. mentioned John mm-hmm. Party. You mm-hmm. want to shout out some other guys that you know are really supporting this message? Yeah, and- Kip Moore took us out on tour yeah. early, early on. I mean, when, gosh, we were so green then. Yeah. And he took a chance on us there. Yeah, and I um, think a lot of guys are doing duets with women too, mm-hmm. like Thomas Rhett doing the duet mm-hmm. with Daniel Bradbury or Chris Young doing a duet with a girl. I mean, I think a lot of men are going, okay, you're not going to play women? Well, then I'll have them sing with me and yeah, then you're going to play them. Yeah, yeah, because Thomas, you had with Marin also, it's like there's these people where it's yeah. like, yeah, they can, they can lift you up. Exactly. And I think it's going to take men too, not just women. Yeah. It's going to take all of us really banding together. What's 100%. Help. For she? Yes, I love that. like the Emma Watson. Yeah, yeah. yeah because there she. are so many good guys out there that are like man that, that recognize like the we talent want them and to be played too yeah, they feel yeah. like. and also for us it's just like male or female aside if you like it play it if it's mm-hmm. good if it holds up to par play it yeah that's and a message a to chance. radio programmers hey follow your heart like don't don't be afraid of what the bosses are gonna say right. because oh, yeah. there's two females yeah. in, in 20 we and can't it creates a false competition too where it's like if you're pinning us against each other by saying oh we only have so many x amount of spots for women it's like of course it's gonna start to get cutthroat and competitive or some, or weird and it's like why should it be that way at all there should just be room for everybody that's making good content yeah. good well music. how do you guys deal with pitting women against women because that's a huge problem with this conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are exactly like you said, thinking that there's so little space and then it makes women jealous or then they just pit each other. Yeah, you know, like, why they her pit- and not me? It's yeah, like it be exactly. That creating an environment of false scarcity. Yeah. You know, of spots or money or record deals or there's, you know, they're not going to sign more females to a record label or they're not going to play more females in a, in a playlist. It's a false sense of scarcity which makes people, you know, kind of survivalistic and it, yeah. it, it brings out these weird behaviors and it just isn't necessary. It's creating a, a weird environment, but I feel like it is changing though. Positively, yeah. I do feel like it, there's a give happening. And like what you're asking, what, what do you do about it? I think what you do about it is you band together. You don't band against each other because yeah. everybody's going to get their moment and when they do, they're going to help you. And then we're going to pull up yes. the people behind us. Yes. So we need a band together, not separate. And we all will get our chance. Maybe it's not right now, but it will come. And they will help us and we'll help the next generation. So, so beautifully mm-hmm. said. Listen to those words, people. <laughs> Listen to that. Okay. Now, I do want to talk about this amazing tour that you guys are going to be going on. I also want to talk about music. But before we get to that, one last thing that I really want to talk about involving this women's movement that's happening right now. The Me Too movement. So you are three beautiful ladies that have to travel the world. You're meeting so many amazing people. You're meeting all these people that you have to make sure they like you. You have to be friends with all of them. Uh 
Do you guys come across a lot of uncomfortable situations? And if so, how do you deal with those moments, especially for people listening that might be coming across uncomfortable situations of their own? Yeah. You know, we've been really lucky. I think because there's three of us, mm-hmm. we haven't really been put in any kind of uncomfortable situation. Per Talk se. about banding together, right? Yeah. 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 It's harder it to make you know, a It does. Because if you're a solo female out there, I don't know. We don't know what it's like, you know, but we're always together and we're pretty strong. <laughs> independent mm-hmm. women so I think that it, we give off a vibe of okay that's not going to happen anyway yeah. um, but I think that we definitely have have strength in numbers mm-hmm. so it might be tougher if you're if you're out there by yourself but yeah. I think that standing up for yourself is always cool I think that like that if that were to happen because like you said it's a, it's an awkward thing where it's like you want to impress people you want to leave a good impression you want to be the friends line, with everybody you know? exactly yeah. mm-hmm. but I think the second that somebody crosses that line for you I think it's totally totally appropriate to let someone know your boundaries because everyone has different boundaries of things that make them uncomfortable and we've been lucky that we haven't had to really do that but yeah I think you can't really be afraid to show people like hey this is where my line is you Mm -hmm. know yeah and nothing is worth the price of of being sexually harassed Mm -hmm. nothing's worth that yeah Mm -mm. you know so the moment that like Hannah said everyone has their line of what honestly we're out so much like I'm not super sensitive to people flirting with me like it's just as part of it you know and I I don't get offended easily but once someone kind of crosses that line I'll let them know Mm -hmm. you know I'll tell them like that's too far I'm not I'm not comfortable with that yeah Mm -hmm. and more times than not you would be surprised that they also are like thank you for telling me that I didn't mean to go that far I I don't want to you know nobody there's most of the people don't want to be that guy you know so it's really important to um, know your boundary and listen to yourself. Like watch signals and yeah, listen know, to just, your gut. If you think someone's, someone's kind of calling being you weird. to their hotel room at two a.m., mm-hmm. don't answer. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> you know, like avoid these situations. Um, send them room service. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> send, send a pizza to their room. room and, yeah. and, and, and to, yeah. to yeah. But to answer your question, like I've gotten calls at two a.m. Mm-hmm. that I just don't answer them. Like no, yeah. you know what I mean. So you really have to just if you're going to be a woman or anyone kind of out there leading, you know, being in charge of yourself in that way, you just have to really be solid. And it's not easy all the time, but... You know, you kind of know what they want at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yourself they're not looking for that report that you're supposed to turn in. Right, right. Yeah. right. Well, and were you guys surprised to see all of the stories that came out just flooded out when Me Too started? Or was that kind of expected? Like, were you not surprised? I was surprised with some of the stories, but, but again, not that surprised. I mean, stuff's been going on a long time. Everywhere. In all not industries. Just in, mm-hmm. in, in entertainment. Right. Um. But also, I do feel like what sucks is there are some people that falsely accuse other people and then it ruins it for the people who really did have a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I was surprised with some of the cases and some of them not at all. Yeah. I mean, that's it's been happening forever. But it actually is pretty cool because it's interesting that the light was so like shown on Hollywood. But yeah. at the same time, that happens in every industry yeah. and they're... I don't know. There's just such an inequality. And so I think that luckily, since that's the most, you know, prolific and kind of 
in your face industry. I think it's amazing that that many people came forward, at least at that time, because hopefully it kind of shook people up, even exactly. in other industries that would yeah. never get that sort of publicity yeah. Yeah. for mm-hmm. that for that woman working in that office. You know, it's like she maybe wouldn't have been heard before, but now it's like, hey, this happens even to both celebrities, people you'd never think it would happen to that right. should have protection. So. You know, I think that the more the more and the only people that were scared about that were the ones that should be exactly. You know, it should yeah. make yeah. some people uncomfortable and be like, you know, hey, have I taken it too far in the cafeteria? Like, it really, it really did check a lot of people. Yeah, or like, um, oh, that story sounds kind of similar. Where it's like a gray area, right. but I've seen that. Or like, right. okay, that's not. Have okay. you had anyone reach out to you since and ask if they had crossed the line? Because that happened to me. <laughs> oh, really? Like, had that happened like, to you guys? Asking, yes, probably. Totally. Yeah. yeah, but they weren't crossing the line. But like, right. oh, I was that no, okay to weren't. say or whatever? I'm like, yeah. yes, it's fine to yeah. say. I look pretty. Like, it's fine. But you it's know? good because people are more aware. It's good. I'd rather have that than the alternative. Some of those people that were put under the spotlight should have been shaken in their boots. You know, yeah. some of those people really did cross the line and abuse others. And mm-hmm. like Hannah said, it happens in every single business. So it, it's good to have that awareness and it's good to give people power to to stand up for themselves. Yeah. Know and that they have a platform and support. From and I'm sure it has prevented people. a lot, oh, yeah, which is totally. which is great. I think, I think so, so too. Yeah. Well, Even with the people that are sarcastic, of like, I'm not going to put my hand on your waist or right. whatever. Which like, happens all the time. Yeah, 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 which yeah. Is but funny. I'm like, you know what? Great. Yeah, yeah don't put <laughs> your hand on my waist. Yeah, I, right. I know you. The <laughs> shoulder will do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, I want to take a little bit of a left turn here and talk about this tour that you just found out that you're going on. Now, we talked about this a little bit when when you were on Nash Nights Live with us. Mm-hmm. But uh, for those that don't know, I don't know, maybe you've been living under a rock, but <laughs> the ladies from Runaway June are going on tour with Carrie Underwood next year. Can you tell us about what that call was like? Like, does she call you personally? How does that happen? <laughs> Gosh, that was crazy. No, we actually got, a, we ha- were in a text chain uh, with our management and we got a text from our manager and he'd been working on it and talking to her manager. And um, But ultimately, Carrie makes that decision. So, she didn't need to call us, right? We were just kind of like, oh my God, Carrie chose us. It was, I mean, it still is. Really and we didn't end. know when she was going to make that yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. So it was Wait, really- how long have you known? Few weeks, few weeks, like almost a month, probably. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. How did you keep oh, that secret? Oh, it was so hard. Our publicists like hovering over us everywhere we are, just literally just staring like, us Don't down. Don't say the thing you want to say. Like, yeah. It was like we couldn't say it. Yeah, yeah. We had a whole press week in LA where we couldn't talk about it. Oh, and, um, yeah, because her team had to come out there first, so it was, right. they, like it killed us. Uh, but again, our publicist was like, "I will." kill you if you talk about this. Yeah. Well, He's like, one, they can still boot you off the tour. Right. So. <laughs> one cool thing that I thought that Carrie did um, was she made the announcement, but it wasn't like I'm having an all-female tour. It was just like, here's my kick-ass tour. Fact, yeah. Yeah. Right? Totally. So yeah. that's something that I think, can you guys talk a little bit about how important that is to not always label things as female, totally. but just as, can you talk a little bit about that? I think that's yeah. super, super important when yeah. you're trying to do this equality thing, is to not be like pick her because she's a girl or pick that song because it's woman pick it because it is equally qualified yes you know and that's I think that's the major fight here it's you know we shouldn't be picked just because we're girls Mm -hmm. a song shouldn't be played just because it's a female it should be played because it matches the quality of everything else and it's deserving so I think it's really important that it doesn't get over emphasized that, oh, you know, it's a girl thing, but that just Carrie did it so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Here's my tour. I'm yeah. not going to say it's all girls. So everybody take attention. And it's a it's fine perfect. line between yeah. being intentional and doing that because recognizing mm-hmm. the problem and seeing that we need, we need a hand to kind of help us up, but at the same time, not 
diluting the entire message by over promoting it. So it is, it is. She really rides that line of, of right. really supporting women without making it just because they're women. You know what I mean? Well, She's even with that CMA performance, like it, exactly. she didn't make a big deal yeah. about the fact she just did it. Like, yeah, yeah. that's so important. And that so proves important. that She's saying what she needs to say. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. By, you don't need to say going it. Out, you just yeah. do it. Exactly. Out, yeah. Putting on a kick-ass show. Mm hmm. That's what matters, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys, I do not want to run out of time to do performances, so I could literally talk to you guys for like two more hours, but I want to move on um, to your performances, and you guys are going to be doing two, right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that you're going to do Buy My Own Drinks. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. We'll do whatever you want us to do. (laughs) And then a cover, you're going to kind of play it forward, do a cover of a female. Which one are you going to do? We're going to do Sarah Evans' Suds in the Bucket. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We also need to put together a uh, our curated playlist of Women Want to Hear Women for the week. We'll do that after. But you guys, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being a part of this. <laughs> I just adore all of you guys. Thank you all for you guys. doing this. Thank you. This is really, really great. We're more than happy. Yeah, you're leading the way. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> For real, I do not think I could love them more. Now, unfortunately, we have a little bit of bad news. There was a glitch in our video system, so the first bit of their Sarah Evans cover was lost. I know, it sucks, but I've had to move on, and most of the song is still there. So if you want to check out those videos, go to NashCountryDaily.com. And make sure to keep tweeting your suggestions for who we should feature next on Women Want to Hear Women. Use that hashtag and find me at Elena D. Smith or at NashCNTRYDaily. Thank you so much for listening and for being just as passionate about this message as I am. Also, thanks to Chelsea Block, Jim Casey, and Brian Webb for helping to make this all happen. If you want to hear the ladies put together this week's playlist, keep listening. Otherwise, that's it for me. Love you guys. You guys have five female artists that you really think people should be listening to right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my Definitely gosh. Yeah. Carly yes. Pierce, Carly. for yes. sure. Is awesome. She's our girl. Um, Do, are you wanting new artists or could it be just anything? And specific and, songs? Yeah. Or could we so just, artists okay. and songs. So okay. be Carly, Hide the Wine, so, for sure. So, mm-hmm. so hard to choose. I know. There's so many. Uh, uh, Carrie, uh, Cry Pretty. Oh yeah, you better put Carrie yeah. on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, and then let's do Maddie and Tay. Friends don't. Yeah. Because they're, let's support the whole tour. Because that's what friends do. Friends oh, do. Okay. Put friends don't also, on the playlist. Also, Cam, I, I don't even know where to choose, like what song to choose, but she's amazing. Yeah. Like, I think she, every Diane. one of hers. I was going to say mm-hmm. Diane's yeah. really cool. That's Megan, another that's song awesome. that's like straight up woman to woman. Like I would never do this. Like it. it I just love Cam. She talks about that women supporting women thing in such a such an articulate way. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's um, amazing. We love her. Is that that's five? That's five. Okay, that's perfect. Great.